Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. Hey, Lunch and Learn community, this is Dr. Barry here, bringing you episode 56 here today to end February, which is American Heart Month. If you have not realized it, you're going to realize it now as we're going to be staying heart healthy with Dr. Mike Morris, board certified cardiologist out of Atlanta, Georgia, Smyrna to be exact. And we're going to be talking about why it's so important for you to be educated on what heart disease actually is how to prevent it, and how to, you know, when you do have it, how to treat it, right? Like that's, I think that's probably the most important thing, right? How to get, how to make sure you don't get it, one. Uh, if you do have it, how to take care of yourself, two. And, you know, who the experts to go to when you need some help, right? AKA someone like Dr. Mike. And if you want the show notes, head over to drpierresblog.com forward slash LLP056. Again, if you want today's show notes, Head over to drpiersblog.com forward slash LLP056. In keeping up with this year's theme of bringing on the experts, I felt it was only right to bring someone like Dr. Mike on, especially following my last two episodes with Rodina Massadu and Marlene Francois Matten, two amazing licensed clinical social workers who are doing just phenomenal work in the sexual abuse, sexual trauma realm uh, in regards to therapy. So again, if you had not checked out those two episodes, I don't know where you've been, please check those out, episode 54 and 55. Head over to lunchlearnpod.com. I have my playlist of all my podcast episodes right there for your listening pleasure. But sit back and uh, at Lunch and Learn community and get ready to be educated uh, with me and Dr. Mike here on the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. So, Dr. Mike, uh, please tell us um, w- tell us about yourself, right? Like, you know, I think and, and they can read your bio. I'm going to put your bio in uh, the show notes. But tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, um, hi, everybody. I'm, I'm Dr. Mike. I'm a board-certified cardiologist, also the founder of a medical specialty practice, two-time best-selling author, national speaker, and media personality. And what I do is I break down the complexities of, of heart disease and to help my patients and others add meaningful years to their, their lives. Um, and the way that I, I do that is through direct patient care. I also um, do speaking engagements, also um, teach courses and things of that nature. So, Lunch Learn Community, I want y'all to hear that. Like, again, if if you have any inkling, if you need any, like, expert guests uh, to come on your show, to come speak at your event, uh, to speak about heart disease and really anything related to cardiology, I want y'all to really uh, keep this brother in mind. This is definitely someone you need to know. Uh, Dr. Mike, um, first of all, again, thank you. Please tell them, like, why is it even important to really see a cardiologist, right? I think a lot of people, you know, I'm an internist, and, you know, they're used to seeing the internist or the family medical physician, the pediatrician, like that primary care. Uh, please tell, tell them why it's important to see a cardiologist. Yeah, so the reason why you want to see a, a cardiologist is not 
to wait until the last minute when you're actually having a true cardiac emergency, such as a heart attack. What you want to do is you want to see the cardiologist well before that so we can address the risk factors. So ideally, you never get to that point. And that's really the big reason you want to see the cardiologist. And even if you have diagnosed disease, we can start to manage that so it doesn't go further than that where you may need heart surgery and those types of things. Let's learn to me. I want y'all to understand that, like, you know, we talk about prevention a lot. You know, when we talk about trying to prevent like that end uh, result, right? I don't want to be sending you to Dr. Mike after you <laughs> had a heart attack, right? I want Dr. Mike to see you before you had a heart attack to make sure that heart attack don't happen. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dr. Mike, again, this is February. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're hype, right? Like they're hype about Valentine's Day, uh, depending on what movie you're watching, they're hype about the Black Panther movie, right? Exactly. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but Dr. Mike, please tell them, like, why is, especially in the cardiology world, why is February such an important month? Well, February is an important month. Um, it's, we call it American Heart Month. And the reason that we have designated that time period is to really educate the public. Um, there are a lot of things that we know as medical professionals, but the general public isn't aware of. And most people know heart attacks, but they don't recognize that there are a number of risk factors and just things outside of just heart attacks that are very important to understand. These are the things that will save your life or allow your life to be much more fulfilling if you were to address those things earlier as opposed to waiting until the end. And you'll, you'll hear me mention that a lot because heart disease really is a progression. There are risk factors to begin with, warning signs, and then you get to the very end. And at that point, you're at the point of no return. Mm. And again, uh, I want y'all to stress, when we say point of no return, this means death, right? Like we don't want to even yeah. sugarcoat it. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and again, as a as an internist, especially when I was doing outpatient medicine, um, I, I can tell you right now, like the cardiologist was easily the most person I referred to, uh, especially with the patient population I used to deal with, because I understood uh, how important it was to get in on the, the game early. Right. Uh, when, when you're having kidney issues, right, I don't want to send you to the kidney doctor right when you got to go dialysis. I'm trying to prevent the dialysis. And, and the same thing holds true when we're talking about the cardiologist, right? Like, I don't want you to have that heart attack. I don't want you to have the stroke. And then I send you to the cardiologist. No, I want you to send you to before that even happens. So, Dr. Mike, again, I'm uh, for the lunch alert community members, because um, sometimes for, for most of the people who listen, they hear about heart disease and, you know, they hear about heart attacks. And I'm not sure if they understand the the true, like, global worldwide significance from it. So I'm just going to read off a list of stats related to heart disease, right? Okay. Just so our lunch and learn community uh, could get in line mentally. So understand like why me and you take this so serious. So first number one leading cause of death for both men and women. Coronary heart disease is the leading type of heart disease in the United States alone is going to end up costing us $207 billion, right? And, and, and again, this is, a, this is a yearly figure. I'm not saying like in total. $207 <laughs> billion. About 50% of men who die suddenly usually die from heart disease. 50%. 54% of women uh, 
will die from heart disease, right? It is the number one killer for women, heart disease. Like it's by far not even close. Heart disease accounts for one in four deaths in the United States. Risk factors, blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, smoking, uh, poor diet, physical inactivity. Uh, it's the number one cause of death worldwide. Ladies and gentlemen, that's like eight facts. And I honestly could keep going on. But like, I, I hope that kind of gets us in that mindset, like where we're about to take you to with this uh, podcast episode. Um, this is not something you know, that we have to take lightly. This is not something we can take lightly and we can't even afford to take lightly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, so Dr. Mike, and for, for those who, you know, may be aware of it, they may have seen it on TV, like, especially as the cardiologist, the heart specialist, right? When you say heart disease, what does that even mean, right? If I don't, you know, I don't know these terms, I'm a layman's person, like, what does heart disease even mean to me? Yeah, so, so heart disease is really just just that disease of the heart. Once we get past that, there are a few different types of heart disease. So there's disease of the arteries of the heart, or what we refer to sometimes as coronary artery disease. That's the type of disease that causes heart attacks. Then you can have disease of the actual structure of the heart. That's where the heart's just not pumping the way that it should. So the heart generally pumps the blood to keep it circulating in the body. If that stops working, then you have heart failure. And that has a number of different things that, uh, that go along with that. And then you have vascular disease, where those are the things um, such as strokes, um, disease of the arteries of the legs, all these different types of things. So heart disease is a very broad term. And as you start to see a cardiologist, they'll start looking to see which specific type of heart disease you may have to address those issues for you. So so I know you talked about like the different types of heart disease. Like, why is it even, and again, I'm, you know, I'm layman, you know, I'm, I'm a common person. I don't really go to the doctor like that. Like, why is it even important for me to even treat heart disease, right? Like, why do I even like have to bother with it. Like, why should I take it uh, serious as you take it serious? Yeah, so, so I mean, the, the reason why you want to treat these things is because, um, like I gave those different distinction of heart disease. Let's say you have disease of the arteries. The arteries are getting tighter and tighter. There's plaque forming in those arteries. And once it completely closes, similar to how if, if your sink clogs, at first, it's slow, it's slower and slower until it completely stops. Well, if that stops in your heart, then you have a heart attack and com- could com- um, actually die at that point. So it's really a life or death type thing. With heart failure, when the heart isn't circulating blood properly, at first, you'll start having symptoms like feeling tired, sh- uh, shorter breath when you're doing activities. You may see swelling in your legs and feet. These are things that may not seem all that important, but then eventually, that type of heart failure... I hate to keep using this morbid term, but it leads to to death. And when you get to the vascular type uh, diseases where there's disease in the arteries going to your brain or going to your legs, you're going to have a stroke, which leaves you with one part of your body not functioning or loss of sensation. If it happens in your legs, you can lose your legs. I'm I'm sure people have seen people with amputations. That's a lot of, of where that comes from. So basically, depending on what type of heart disease you have, if you allow it to get to that end stage, we're talking about death, loss of ability, or loss of limbs. And I mean, so it, we, we don't want to get to, to that point. And, and we try to do everything we can within our, our, our power to prevent those types of things. And that's why the sooner you're able to be seen, the better. Now, again, and Dr. Mike, first of all, you know, you don't need a sugar coat for this lunch alert community. Because <laughs> I, got, I got no problem letting them know uh, that oh, yeah. your health, 
right, is a life or death thing, right? Like pride is the last thing you should be thinking about when it comes to dealing with your health. Absolutely. So, and I think, I think you hit it on the head, right? I think, and you know, we want to stress, especially in this day and age, right? Like a lot of people not really, you know, uh, passing out and suddenly dying from a heart attack, right? Like our medicine is good now. Like we, we, we are good, right? So when you have that stroke and you can't move the left side of your body, we're going to keep you alive. Right? When, when you have that heart attack and all of a sudden now we got to take off one of your, your legs, we're going to keep you alive. Right. So I don't want y'all to be thinking that, you know, what, I'm just going to ride out into the sun. And if it get me, get me. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> if it gets you, uh, we're going to make sure you're in diapers. Right. If it gets you, we're going to make sure. <laughs> no, you got you got to share because I think a lot of a lot of my lunch listeners and the people I talk to, a lot of them think like, oh, if I get some, I'm just going to you know quickly get out of here anyway. And I really have to stress and scare them, right? And we hate to say we have to scare them. Uh, but, like, yeah. me and you, we know, like, yes. the end. Like, we know, like, what happens <laughs> if I don't stop your blood pressure, if I don't stop. Like, we know what can happen. And so I usually have to stress and say, no, 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 we're not, you know, we're going to keep you here. We're going to keep you here so someone can bathe you. We're going to keep you here so someone can put a diaper on you. We're going to keep you here so your kids can put you in the nursing home because they don't want to deal with you. Like, we're going to do a good enough job because you decided, you know what, you're not going to take care of yourself and you're going to let this heart disease, you know, go all the way to the end. Exactly. So, Dr. Mike, so I'm, I'm pretty sure like that monologue just kind of helps some people who've been who is trying to half listen and like take a listen. Right. Like, please tell them uh, what are some risk factors, right, for like heart disease. Right. What is something that they need to be worried about to say, you know what, I want I want to make sure I don't have heart disease. Yes. Yeah, so, so risk factors, the things that you're going to be looking for are things like high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, smoking, and if there are multiple family members with heart disease, especially if they're what we call first degree relatives, like brothers, sisters, parents, and those types of things. All of these things um, are really, the more of those risk factors you have, the more likely you are to have heart, heart disease. So we want to address those things. And granted, we can't change your, your family history, but there's really not, there's not a gene that necessarily causes a heart attack. It's that there's genes that in, increase your risk of those risk factors. So we want to address those things and identify them as soon as possible. And I've had many cases where people have come to me and told me that every member of their immediate family has had a heart attack, but because we started addressing certain things early, they've lived many years without any events whatsoever. So don't think because your family has heart disease that you have to have heart disease. It just means we have to work harder to prevent it. Ooh, and ooh, I mean, he hit it on the head. Um, it's, it's a lot of y'all whose family members are walking around with high blood pressure whose family members are walking around with diabetes, whose families are walking around with high cholesterol and who smoke and who are overweight. And for some reason you think you're invincible from that. <laughs> it, doesn't work that way. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Right. And, and just because, and this is my Dr. Mike, this is what a lot of them do, especially in, in, in my world, right? A lot of them will avoid seeing someone like me and you for eating. Like, so they have, so in their mind, if a doctor never tells me I have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, if a doctor never tells me that, I don't got it. Yeah. And, and that type of thing comes up so often where someone who hasn't seen a doctor in years walks into the doctor and they think we're crazy because we give them five or six different diagnoses. 
we didn't give them to you. You you had them. You just you just didn't have anybody to tell you that you that it existed. Um, I I have kind of a a bit of a horror story. There, there was a guy that had otherwise healthy, but had just completely out of control blood pressure, and for decades never did anything to to control it. And he was referred to me from a urologist. He went to see the urologist only because, and I'll, I'll just put put this out there since since um. We're um, all <laughs> talking about this. His his scrotum was the size of a volleyball, and that's why he went to see the urologist. When he went to see the urologist, he realized this is not something that I deal with because it was actually heart failure. This guy had fluid everywhere in his body because his heart couldn't circulate everything. Now, because this this guy was otherwise a very tough, strong guy. He went for many years and didn't realize that he had had heart failure. And I started treating him. And this wasn't because he was eating too much, but within a week he lost 20 pounds. But it was all fluid. So this was this is one of those things where had he gone to a doctor, even a primary care doctor, decades prior to, to get treatment, none of that would have happened. And the unfortunate thing is I took care of him for about a year before he ultimately passed. So it, that's not, you don't want to spend the final year of your life walking around with a volleyball hanging between your legs just because you didn't get your blood pressure under control. And it's the type of thing where um, I don't know what it feels like to drown, but essentially he was drowning in fluid. There's fluid built up in his lungs that ultimately killed him. And it's, it's, it's not something that we want to see anyone go through. So just get that those things checked out get treatment and and you'll be able to live a long fulfilling life as opposed to a shorter miserable life oh dr mike i'm glad you i'm i'm glad you gave those real life examples uh because i think a lot of times when you know our lunch learn community just people in general when they hear about heart disease or they hear about diabetes or hear about hypertension right they they think like it's this like figment of their imagination like it's, mm-hmm. it's like it's witchcraft that the physicians are talking to like try to like make money right no. but, like, so let's let's so first of all we can clear that out the way now like like we're not trying to give you and again i'm glad dr mike hit it uh because this used to happen all the time like if you don't go to see the doctor for five ten years I'm not making up the fact that you're a diabetic. I'm not making up the fact that you have high blood pressure. You've been had it, right? Oh, yeah. You you've been had these issues, right? And fortunately for you, right, your body uh, is you know uh, uh, I guess a well tuned machine, so to speak. So yes. it lets you walk around with high blood pressure. It lets you walk around with diabetes before you end up in the office or in the hospital because of it, right? And, and I, I like the fact that you use the, the term well-tuned machine. Um, I, I frequently use the analogy with, with my, my patients of um, oil changes. Most people have, have a car and they're familiar with getting oil changes. Whether you do it every 3,000 miles, every six months, it really doesn't matter too much. You're accustomed that if you buy a car, keep it for a number of years, at some point you're going to be doing that if you want that car to continue running. So, if you skip those oil changes and you have this car and you run it for half a million miles and you've never gotten the oil change and you end up on the side of the road and your engine is on fire and just mm-hmm. the car is just completely destroyed, at that point, you can't take the car to Jiffy Lube and ask for the oil change to put everything <laughs> back together again. And that's what people a lot of times want. They they come in and they they 
I mean, I have patients that have come in literally after not being seen by a doctor for 30, 40 years. And they've been doing all the wrong things, smoking, they have diabetes, high blood pressure, all these different things. And then when I give them the list of things they have to do, then they say, hey, well, uh, I want to do something more holistic. I want to take some vitamins. I'm like, I'm sorry. I mean, those things work. But we're way beyond that. Like, and, and that's, that's unfortunately what happened in this particular patient's case. He was fine with, with, with taking medications to get rid of the fluid. Once things were back down to a normal size, he stopped at everything. Um, and he, he, his, he had very severe heart failure and, and really needed to have a, a device placed called a defibrillator that treats certain types of heart rhythm problems that people with heart failure have. He refused that multiple times. And uh, his... Unfortunate last words to me were, Doc, I'll give you a call when, when something happens. And I told him, look, the only thing that's going to happen is sudden cardiac death. And unfortunately, a few months later, I get a call from the health department asking me to complete his death certificate. So that's the type of reality that we're dealing with. Now, the vast majority of my patients do very well that follow um, a prescribed treatment course. But when you don't do anything, there's really not a whole lot we, we, we can do. So think about that car on the side of the road with the engine on, on fire. He drove 500 miles, never got his oil changed, and just ran it in, into the ground. And your body works the same way. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm like, see, I love that, right? Because like that, I'm going to make sure is played on a loop. Like your <laughs> car needs that oil change. Like take your ass to that doctor and yes. like stop. <laughs> And stop playing. Like, go to the cardiologist. You know you have high blood pressure. You know you have heart issues. Like, like there's no reason why you're not doing it. And, and I think that's a perfect analogy, right? Because no one would drive that many miles, right, without going to oil change, right? Because they would, they would say, that, that's stupid. Like, why wouldn't you get your oil change? But, but for some reason, when it comes to our personal bodies, uh, the thing that we need to eat and breathe and sleep, the thing that we use every single day, we think, you know what? I don't need an oil change. I can skip it now. And, and I think, oh, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, well, we're going to make sure like that that's played on a loop. We're going to make sure that's quoted out there for the lunch learning community. Just so y'all understand, like, uh, if you don't take it serious now, you heard Dr. Mike, uh, this, this is a person who he could have came and seen someone like me and got on one blood pressure medication. One. Uh, like we're not saying like 10. He could have got on one blood pressure medication and would have avoided all of that. But because he did not, because he said, you know what? There ain't nothing wrong with me. I'm not going to see a doctor. I'm quote unquote healthy. That's what ended up happening to him. <laughs> exactly. Like it, it's, 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 and we, we, me and Mike can trade these stories like left and right. Like the amount of people <laughs> who uh, just, you know, it almost, it's almost, it's almost frightening and unfortunately, funny at the same time, because they all have similar excuses of why they're not doing what they need to do. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of y'all are walking into Walmarts, into Publixes, into uh, Walgreens, all of these places right now. And you walk by that blood pressure machine every single day and you've never stuck your hand in there. <laughs> yeah. you, you And you know that like, you've never gotten your blood pressure checked, but you walk past that free machine every single day and you won't stick your hand in there because you don't even, you don't even want to know, <laughs> but, but, but you want to go to Dr. Mike, you know, when you're burning up, uh, when your car is seized up on you and you can't, move it, <laughs> right. Yeah. And then they want you to, they want you to like create a miracle for. Them. Yeah. And, 
and and I don't want to see anyone like that. I mean, granted, I was I've been trained to deal with that, but it's it, it's it's not pretty. We don't want you to come at that last moment and have to have all these different things done to you. We would much rather have you see someone like Dr. Berry get on that one medication, and if if necessary, we can we can get you into a specialist if further management needs to be done, but you don't want it to be where your only option is to have like basically um, ICU admissions and all type of things like that. We, we, we don't want that for you. And you know, a lot of times, which is funny, a lot of times they do it because when I, when I talk to them, they say, Oh, well, you know, I didn't, I didn't want, I didn't want to spend the money or, you know, it was going to cost too much money. And then they end up spending so much money in the end. Yes. Yes. Yeah, the um, the thing that's amazing, like we were talking about, the amount of money spent on on cardiovascular disease, way in the, the billions, and the reason for that is is that if you go to your primary care doctor, your healthcare costs are very very low. They're able to prevent a lot of different things, they're able to treat different things, but once you get to the point where you get admitted to the hospital, you have just driven up everyone's healthcare costs because what's going to happen is that now multiple doctors, multiple nurses, and a facility that's designed to run 24-7. That, that hospital is not cheap. So I've seen instances where a patient comes in and gets seen by the, their doctor, whether it's a primary care doctor or their cardiologist, and those office visits once every six months or so, when you factor in what it costs over the course of a year, it's a few hundred dollars. You go into the hospital for one day, you've already run up a several thousand dollar uh, bill. And don't think about getting admitted to the, the ICU. Ooh. The ICU is not the place you, you want to go, but I guarantee you it's more expensive than any five-star hotel you can find on the planet. Mm-hmm. So go to your primary care doctor and spend the rest <laughs> on a nice vacation. That, that's the way I, I look at it. You love it. Now, especially, and, and this is you know, this is a good point, right? Especially, you know, Dr. Mike, uh, as as a cardiologist, and, and, and I'll tell you, uh, I've always been one to push to go early but do you tend to get patients in the early run or do you tend to get them you know what when you know the the car is kind of huffing and puffing and slowing down <laughs> um, it, it tends to be the, the the full spectrum i get some people who who come in to see me as a cardiologist that truly have no major problems but they're just being um being very vigilant and for, for those people I'll, I'll do an evaluation just to relieve any concerns that they may have a lot of times these people have very strong family history so it, it makes sense that they do this I, I end up finding that they don't have anything major going on and the majority of their management from that point forward is actually referred back to their, their primary care doctor and then I, I let them know if anything new comes up by all means come back and see me but everything is looking very good right now. Then you have the other end where people like that other patient that wait until the, the last minute and, and really everything in between. So um, we, we, we try to catch people whenever they present themselves, but I'm always trying to push for people to come in sooner. And, and for, for those who don't realize it, when, when we talk about the cardiologist, uh, like I'm a board certified internist. Like I had to do three years of internal medicine. Uh, someone like Dr. Mike, not only did he did his three years of internal medicine, he also has to do three more, which I think they're crazy. He also has <laughs> to do three more years of cardiology. So again, when we're, when we're sending you to these specialists, especially a cardiologist, this is a person who knows just as so much uh, is on the primary care side 
as he does it. And then just as more on the cardiology side. Right. So you're not losing anything. Right. Like going to a cardiologist early. Right. He's uh, pretty much aware of that whole spectrum from beginning to end. Yeah, the, the, the training process for, for a, a cardiologist is just as Dr. Barry was saying. Um, both me, me and Dr. Barry both did a, a three-year training program in internal medicine, which is just a, adult medicine. Following that, I did another three years of, of cardiology training. And then following that, I did an additional year of cardiac imaging. So for the diagnosis of heart disease with various imaging tests. Now, um, there are different types of, of cardiologists. So there are some that where I did one year additional of imaging, some do an additional year doing procedures that open up blockages. They call themselves an interventional cardiologist. There are electrophysiologists. These are people that focus um, primarily on heart rhythm problems. So they do pacemakers, procedures to clean up um, different types of heart rhythm problems. And there is another specialty um, called heart failure. They deal with very severe cases of heart failure, the people who require cardiac transplants and those types of things. So we, we all work together to kind of deal with, with the heart, but we all have a different focus. Um, what I do is really to prevent um, disease, treat the disease. And one, one misconception I want to clar- clarify right now is that cardiologists are not heart surgeons. So that's a totally separate field um, called cardiothoracic surgery. They, they do the, the actual surgery if you need a valve problem, um, if you need a, a coronary bypass or um, any of those types of things. And in general, what the heart surgeon does is you generally don't see them until you're at that end stage point. The cardiologist has been managing you up to that point. We send you to to the operating room with the surgeon. And when he's done, he's going to send you back to us. Um, They primarily just do that surgery. So you're really going to see a heart surgeon managing these types of things because that's, that's not really their, their, their focus. So, um, there's a whole range of cardiovascular doctors, um, cardiologists, plus surgeons, and we all work work together to really get you back where you need to be. I love it. So again, I, I'm telling you, this is American Heart Month. You know, I want you guys to be educated. I want you to know what a cardiologist is and know that it isn't just, you know, a person who just does it. As you can hear, Dr. Mike and their field deals with so much. That, that's why, you know, as a primary care physician, I am very quick uh, to get my patients over there in their system, in their world early, because I want to make sure that I'm taking care of my patients to the best of my ability. And sometimes the best of my ability means I need to send them to the people who that like, that's what they do. Like they, <laughs> they eat, they sleep, they live that. Like I got to make sure, because again, at the end of the day, if you got to explain to your patient, hey, you know, if I would have just put you on the blood pressure medication, or if I would have just sent you to Dr. Mike earlier, you know what? We wouldn't be talking about, you know, cutting your feet off, right? We wouldn't be talking about uh, getting a triple bypass, a quadruple. Like, we wouldn't be talking about any of this stuff here. Uh, but because I, I was slow footing it, or you were slow footing it and not come to see anybody, like, this is where we're at. So, Dr. Mike, I know we talked about a lot of the, like, the different, like, treatment options that are out there, especially when we're, we're talking about, like, heart disease and everything. But the question I always get, right, like, a question that I get, and I, you kind of alluded to it, right, what types of uh, things can a person, like, do in terms of eating and uh, the vitamins and what, what types of things they could do that kind of help, like, get them to the point where, like, they're becoming, quote, unquote, heart healthy? Yeah, so, so the thing is that... Um if we start this process early, there are definitely lifestyle changes that can make huge differences. So diet, 
um, we want, want, want to make sure that you have a healthy diet, keeping portion sizes reasonable, um, having a variety of, of different types of foods that you eat, but trying to keep things that are high in fat and cholesterol to more of a minimum. I'm not saying that you have to go to a full vegetarian or vegan diet. However, if you do um, go that way, there are definite health benefits to, to that. But if you're eating meat, which is which is fine, um, you want to focus on, on lean meats, especially fish that are high in omega-3 fatty acids. Um, those are the types of things that will keep your cholesterol numbers a lot more stable. One of the things that uh, you also want to do is, is to increase your activity. Um, when we talk about weight loss and weight management, it's always about how much how many calories are coming in versus how many are going back out or how many are being burned. So the more you burn, the less likely you are to start gaining weight. And one of the things about exercise is that the physical act of exercising is going to burn calories and help promote weight loss, but it also raises your metabolism. So even when you're sitting down doing nothing, you're going to be burning calories faster if you're exercising on a regular basis. The other thing that you want to do is you want to make sure that you if, if you are taking any supplements, those are, those are, are completely fine. Um, there are supplements, I, I won't really get into each individual one, but there are some that help lower your cholesterol. There are some that help improve your, your blood pressure. These are all things that if you do it earlier on in the course of developing these problems, you're much more likely to start seeing results. Now, if we get past that, we, that's when we start using medical therapy. And, and there's a range of different medications we use for things from blood pressure, cholesterol, to heart rhythm issues, um, to fluid balance. Once you get past that, that's when we start doing more intervention. So that's where you may need to have a stent placed if you have coronary artery disease or blockages in the arteries. You may need a bypass if you have multiple blockages in, in the arteries. If you have heart failure, um, where medications were once useful, you may need to have the intervention of one of those heart failure specialists where they actually put a device in, in your body to pump the blood for you. Uh, in fact, um, our um, one of our prior vice presidents actually had that, um, um, President Vice President Dick Cheney had what was called a left ventricular assist device that he had prior to him getting his heart transplant. So he was someone who's, who unfortunately suffered from severe heart failure and required that to stay alive essentially um and so those are the that's the spectrum of different types of treatment we have from the lifestyle changes to the medical therapy to the true interventions that that are available out there and i love it because and i love that you talked about such the wide variety because uh, i get a lot of my patients again you know we we, we're not going to talk about those but i get a lot of those patients right who really feel that Oh, the lifestyle is it. Like I just take care of the lifestyle and I'm good to go. And, and you have to sometimes educate them like, yes, I want you to, you know, eat better. I want you to exercise more, but I also need you to take this cholesterol medication. Yes. And, and the thing about, about, um, that's actually one of the more common questions that, that comes up is that, um, why do I need to take a medication? And, and the, the thing that I try to explain to my patients is that, there are some people who will have the worst lifestyle you'll ever see. They'll eat all the wrong things or do all the wrong things and they check their cholesterol and it's perfect. So someone comes in and they're, they, they may actually be, be, be vegan. Um, they exercise all the time and their cholesterol is off the charts. And it's not that they're doing anything wrong. They, part of when we measured the cholesterol in your blood, part of it comes from what's, what's going on with your diet. But the other part, your body actually makes 
cholesterol. A lot of people don't realize that. So your liver is is processing everything that's coming in from your, your diet, but at the same time, it's making cholesterol. Cholesterol is has a, a, a bad rap because it, everybody thinks about it from the standpoint of high cholesterol. But every cell in your body has cholesterol. If it didn't, you would not be here. You would, you would be dead. But when you have an excess of cholesterol, it begins to form plaque in the arteries along with, with inflammatory processes and things like that. So when we talk about your cholesterol, if you happen to be one of those people that your body produces more cholesterol than average, unfortunately, all the diet and exercise in the world isn't going to fix that. We're going to have to do something to alter that. And there's a chemical reaction that's going on in your liver to produce that. And that's where medications are blocking that, that chemical reaction to get your cholesterol back down to a lower level. And I have some patients that even on the maximum doses of these medications to lower the cholesterol that we refer to as statins, the cholesterol numbers are still high. And so there's actually a newer class of medication given by injection that further lowers the cholesterol, lower than anything we've ever seen in, in history. I've, I've seen patients that previously had high cholesterol and now their cholesterol is down to the level of like a child. So, um, so um, where we talk about, if, for, for people who are familiar with, with the uh, numbers, we usually tell people to keep their LDL cholesterol less than, than 100. For certain high-risk groups, we tell them to keep it less than 70. And the guidelines now just talk, talk about percentages of reducing it by 50%. But I've seen people now with LDL cholesterols in the 25 and 30 range. So it's, it's that type of thing that's available to us with the medical treatments that have, have been coming out over the, the last few years. Wow, that's well. Those are crazy. Oh, those, that's some crazy numbers. That's, <laughs> that's, um, yeah, and, and you know, I'm, I'm so I'm so glad you touched on that point, right? Because a lot of people think, well, if I change my diet, my cholesterol will get better. Like I don't, and I think you hit it home. Like I don't know if they realize our body makes cholesterol. Yeah, and 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 those diet and exercise changes. Typically, we're going to see a change in, in your cholesterol numbers of about fifteen percent or so. So, if if you're if you know that your cholesterol number is is double what it should be, it's very unlikely that those lifestyle changes are going to really get your numbers to where they need to be. Now, I still recommend that you follow those lifestyle changes because even with medications, I've seen people start taking a statin and they go completely crazy with their diet, and I bring them back in three months and check their their cholesterol. And I give them a dose that I'm expecting to see their cholesterol go down by 50%. And they come back and it's increased by 5%. So <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> so um, we, we, we want to keep everything <laughs> um, under control. We don't want to just lose our minds because we take some medication. Uh, that's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. That, wow. Okay. <laughs> so talk to Mike, you know, before we let you go. Like, give give the literary community some tips that, you know, that, that you get your patients, the patients that see you in your office, right? Like, what are some things you tell them to, like, get them on the right shift just to kind of make that change, right? Because a lot of them may be in that window where, you know what, maybe they're they're just now getting used to like even wanting to go to a doctor, right? Or they're, they're listening to the lunch number Dr. Bear and now they're like kind of interested, right? Or they have their parents and they see their parents are going through things and now they're like, you know what? I don't want to be like where my parents are at, right? What are some words of encouragement that you do, that you give to your patients to say, you know what? Like this is where I need to get my butt in gear. Okay, so I would definitely recommend to, to see your doctor if you haven't seen them. Um, and when you see your doctor, be honest. Um, let them know what it is that you're doing. The worst thing is when a, a patient has 
medications that they're prescribed and they're not taking them, but they tell the doctor that they are taking them. Um, so if, if you're not taking them, let us know. And, 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 and be honest, tell us why you don't want to take them. I mean, a lot of times there are instances where someone is on a medication and they have a legitimate concern. They just haven't voiced it. And if they tell their doctor, the doctor's like, oh, oh, well, you know what? We could switch you to something different. And if you're having a side effect, let your doctor know, because that's a, that's one of the number one reasons why people don't take their, their medication. They're having some type of side effect. And if they would just let someone know, we could, we could fix that for you. And then the other thing is that once you're on treatment, stick with it. Um, we, are, we, we refer to it as medical compliance. So a lot of times doctors, we, we say we have that non-compliant patient. Um, as a cardiologist, I have medically defiant patients. Um, sometimes they come <laughs> into the office and they will make every appointment just to tell me what they're not going to do. And, and that doesn't really help either one of us. Um, what we want to do is, is work as, as, as a team. I know that patients have certain um, concerns and we'll address those concerns and try to balance those, those things out to give you a treatment that you can stick with that's not going to cause a lot of side effects and still give you the health outcomes that you want. So th those are the big pieces of advice that I use to try to get uh, to patients. And also, also make those lifestyle changes along with medical therapy. Amazing. Amazing, amazing. First of all, again, Dr. Mike, thank you for, you know, blessing the Lunch and Learn community uh, with just this amazing knowledge of heart disease, uh, letting them know that, you know, February is not just about the Black Panther movie and <laughs> Valentine's Day, right? Like, again, thank you for, you know, really just coming on and educating us. So, so Dr. Mike, like, yes. please, like, how can someone get in touch with you, right? Like, they listen to it and they say, you know what, like, I need a doctor like Dr. Mike, right? Like, how can they get in touch with you? Oh yeah, so so um, I'm I'm a cardiologist in the Atlanta area, um, the city of Smyrna, Georgia, to be exact. And my practice is called Atlanta Vanguard Medical Associates. Um, you can go to our, our website, atlantavanguard.com. That's A T L A N T A V A N G U A R D dot com. Um, my personal website is drmikemorrismd.com, which is D R M I K E M O R R I S M D dot com. And uh, on, on social media, it, it's the same thing, Dr. Mike Morris, MD, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all, all those different sites. So definitely check me out up there. And I also have a, a, a Facebook group if anyone wants to learn more about cardiovascular disease and, and reduction of risk factors. It's called Head Smart, uh, sorry, um, Headstrong Heart Smart. And you can go there at hshsgroup.com. Perfect. And uh, for those who may be like listening on, you know, the ride home, the ride to work, uh, I'm going to have all of these links in the show notes. Uh, you know, please, especially if you're in the, the, the Atlanta, the Smyrna area, like, please, like, and if you don't have a cardiologist or your cardiologist ain't really that good because you know what? Not everyone is created equal, right? Like if, if, <laughs> if, if, if you don't have a good cardiologist, you don't like a cardiologist, and you want someone, you know, as brilliant as Dr. Mike, you know, please contact him. Uh, like I said, he's an amazing uh, person, amazing physician. And you're going to hear Lunch Learn Community. You're going to hear from him a lot more throughout the year when we start, you know, talking about like heart failure and hype. Like when we start really getting into these specifics, like you're definitely going to hear uh, Dr. Mike uh, a lot more. Again, Dr. Mike, please. Thank you for uh, joining uh, the Lunch Learn community and, and your, your wisdom is much appreciated. And thank you for the invitation. I definitely appreciate it. It's great talking with you.
All right, Lunch Alert community, if you love today's episode, please support Dr. Mike and his best-selling book, Silent Killers, What You Need to Know About the Heart, at drpierresblog.com forward slash Dr. Mike, which is D-R-M-I-K-E. The link will be in the show notes as well if you want to pick up his best-selling book, Silent Killers, What You Need to Know About the Heart. See you guys next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Lunch Learn with Dr. Barry. Please head over to lunchlearnpod.com where you'll get the most recent episodes as well as today's show notes for your listening and viewing pleasure. And like always, depending on where you're listening this to, please subscribe to the podcast so you can get all the latest episodes sent directly to you. And we are at all of your favorite podcast listening stations including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio. Again, thank you for taking the time to listen and empower yourself to take control of your health, and we'll see you next week.